What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I am your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, a.k.a. Mental Illness from TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I'm tweeting a little bit more, too. You know where to find me at. If this is your first time seeing my face, I am a diagnosed narcissist. I have narcissistic personality disorder, and the point of my entire platform is to bring awareness to narcissistic personality disorder. Also, normalize therapy, get more people into therapy, and in the process, validate the victims and the survivors of you know narcissistic abuse. Because so, guess what, y'all? You might not be crazy. This might open your eyes a little bit. Today's episode is going to be about marriage counseling with a narcissist. Should you do it? Does it work? My thoughts. Okay, so marriage. So I'm going to answer in the beginning. No, I don't think marriage counseling by itself will work with just a with, with a with a real narcissist. Marriage counseling will not work. Typically, marriage counseling ends up being you know. Just from, you know, experience and just a lot of people I talk to in the one-on-ones and I see on TikTok and Instagram or whatnot, marriage counseling ends up being a, you you end up getting tag team by a therapist, uh, by the, by not only the marriage counselor, but your significant other or, you know, the couple's therapy or whatnot. You don't have to, don't have to be marriage counseling, you be couple's therapy as well, but you end up getting tag team. You end up getting more, you end up going in there with more questions than answers, and you end up feeling like you might actually be the issue. I mean, do do we all do you all have faults? Everybody has faults. Everybody has things that we can work on. But if you are dealing with a narcissistic person, then you know you know it might not be on you totally. You know what I mean? So dealing with a narcissist is tough. And sitting in a marriage counseling session where you're you know you're supposed to be you're supposed to be able to speak freely and have a third party there to kind of navigate the situation, you end up speaking freely. And hurting, you know, hurting the narcissistic person's ego. And a lot of times you end up coming out of there with your feelings hurt. And now you got to drive home with a person who pretty much hates you now. And it's, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know if they hate you, but they have a lot of resentment to you, to, towards you because now you've hurt their ego in front of somebody. Now you embarrass them in front of a marriage counselor. And a lot of times they don't want to go back out of the first session. Why did you just? We we could have talked about that at the house. Why you bring me here to t- talk about that? You could have opened your open your mouth and said that at home. We wouldn't have had to come here and waste money. Here you imba- try to embarrass me, try to blame me for everything, and not take any kind of blame. And sing. you know how that goes. And y'all know that there's some truth to that. Y'all know there's a hundred percent some truth into that because people who try marriage counseling with their narcissists, you know, that's the truth in there, right there. So marriage counseling, my personal my personal experience in marriage counseling. You know, my wife had left me last year in uh, April, and we have been separated for about a month and we end up, you know, I wrote her a long letter um, and we ended up, agree- she ended up agreeing to go to marriage counseling, you know. So I, you know, before marriage counseling, you, we had a, both had a session where we would talk about our goals and what we wanted to get out of the marriage counseling session. So my goal was, you know, get her back. I want to do anything to get her back. I'm working. I'm hard. I'm, I'm going to work hard. This is that. Her goal was to not come back. Her goal was, you know, marriage, because marriage counseling can also be. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Also double as like separation counseling to teach you how to live apart, <laughs> you know, what I mean? to teach you how to co-parent and stuff like that. So our goals were way offline. And then pretty much I go in there and, you know, the first few minutes it, it, I end up being like, you know, just pretty much a verbal assault. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to learn in that, you know, I wanted her back. 
So I had to sit there and take it. And it was super uncomfortable for me, but like, and we were over Zoom and she had moved out, so she wasn't here. My goal was to hopefully get her, like, hopefully to be in the same room with her. You know, hopefully be in the same room. She can feel my, feel my emotions, feel my passion, whatever. But, you know, it's over Zoom. So she was where she was at and I was where, where I was at. I was here. I was here. She had moved out. Um, and we did it separately. And I think in the end, they ended up being the best way to do it because I feel like, that's 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 the only way she would have been able to speak her piece. I think if we would have been in the same room, I don't think she would have felt comfortable enough to say what she really wanted to say. You know what I mean? So I think the Zoom session actually helped us because we were in set, we were in separate houses, and we were separated. You know what I mean? So I and I wanted to make it work, so I listened. You know what I mean I listened to my faults, I listened to my flaws. And you know, as a narcissist, hearing that stuff right there, it was like angry. Yeah, I was angry. Listen to that stuff. It was like I said, it was, to me, it was a verbal assault. But it, to her, you know, into the marriage counselor, it was literally her speaking her truth. So I listened to it, and in the marriage counselor, she said, without blaming her, what what happened to your marriage? And I was like, dang, because you know, in my mind, everything shifts to try to blame her. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna blame her. But she, the marriage counselor said, hey, without blaming her, because I told I told the marriage counselor I was a narcissist. I was upfront with. Her. I was like, look. I have narcissistic personality disorder, whatever. And so she knew. She's like, so she was well. It seemed like she, seemed like she was versed in it. She, she's like, without blaming her, what went wrong in your marriage? <laughs> so I had to, I had to stop and think. And she said the reason, she said the reason that you paused, and you had to stop to think, is because you already had your your responses pre planned. So I had to take my time and think about what I had there wrong and admit some wrongs, admit some stuff that I was wanted to work on and stuff like that. So. That's what worked for us. Like we had to do it separately. I think we did two or three sessions separately, and then we ended up coming together, and you know, we're in a working it out. But I wouldn't suggest that y'all do marriage counseling like that. I would suggest because I don't think marriage counseling by itself is enough. Because I think that marriage counseling works on the unit, works on the couple, works on communication, whatever. But I also think solo therapy is needed, probably for both for both parties involved. Solo therapy is needed for the narcissistic person, and solo therapy is probably going to be needed for the other person who's been gaslit, manipulated, and questioning reality for years. Because solo therapy, I believe, I believe, works on each individual person. Marriage counseling works on the unit. You know what I mean? And that's the only way I think. It, that's the only way I think it can work. I don't think marriage counseling is enough. I just don't. You know what I mean? By itself, and I know people look at me like Lee. You're adding to the stigma. You don't want narcissists to be happy. I want people to be happy. But I won't. I mean, I won't this, 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 the stuff has to stop, though. You know, when does it stop? When does the line gaslight manipulate it? When does it stop? When does it? When does, when does the accountability start? You know what I mean? And that's my platform. You know, that's the reason my platform exists. I want some. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be out here the narcissist that breaks up happy couples because I can't break up happy couples. Y'all, I don't have that ability. I just don't think that marriage counsel with a narcissistic person will work because would by itself by itself because like sometimes you get the narcissist they, they will go in there and promise you to and listen and act like they're listening promise you everything promise to do everything for you promise to listen to you promise to you know do, make it work give you pretty, pretty much love bomb you inside a marriage counseling session and, and the marriage counselor sometimes like that's what i'm talking about you see that's work right there he's willing to work she's willing to work what you- another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What are you going to do? Put you on a spot. Put you on a spot. You, do you want to work too? They're ready to work. That person you left, they're ready to put the work in. Are you ready to walk away? Are you ready to put the work in too? Now you're guilt tripped back into the relationship. I, not only the marriage counselor, but also the nurse. So it's like peer pressure. On the spot, it's like a high pressure sales tactic. You know what I mean? So that's why if you like, I know people like, you know, if you want to try marriage counseling, you need to get a marriage counselor that's well versed in narcissistic personality disorder. A lot of times they'll go in there like, because if they're not, you're going to get somebody going there, smooth talk to the marriage counselor. The marriage counselor loved them. Like, I, I didn't stand a chance. They didn't listen to, nobody listened to me. I still, I still feel like I had another person in the room. I feel like that, the, I felt like the marriage counselor became the echo, like the, uh, like the fall corn for the narcissist. And like, I feel like I still wasn't hurt. I feel like nothing got done. I feel like we were still, you know, I don't feel like our relationship got better. I think everything was still the same when we, uh, when we, when we left, when we left the marriage council session, like, except now the, the narcissist had a big head and felt like he did, they had did nothing wrong and blamed me, screamed at me all the way home. And the relationship actually got worse. So sometimes that's, sometimes you need to go to marriage council just for that. So you can see that they, you know, then you can you can feel that feel that like okay there's no hope here. Sometimes that's the last step. I know everybody wants to exhaust all options before you walk away, because that's one of the things I, get, I hear a lot. I just want to exhaust all options. I just want to exhaust all options <sighs> because marriage counseling, along with you know therapy, can both it can all be performative. It can all be a performance a performance piece for the narcissist going there, be on center stage, and put on the greatest show on earth. You know what I mean to get you back. Crying, begging, pleading, and then get you back for two, three weeks, right back to the normal. Now they got you in there. You know what I mean? Enough to trap you, enough to get you back and moved in. Now you know, gaslight you, manipulate you, cheat on you again, really, really quick. Mentally abuse you, go back, go. If it's some physical abuse, you know, I, I always think physical abuse. I like you got to end it. I don't think people that physically abuse their significant others. I'm just one of. The, I'm just not a proponent of that. Physically abuse somebody in that name now. So the physical abuse starts, I think he's got it. I'm not a fan of that. I don't root for you. I just want, I want the relationship to end it. I want y'all to break up. Y'all can hate me for it if you want to, but you know, I'm just speaking my truth. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I had to cut this episode short. I have a one on one coming up here at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is 9.45. I got to get these videos uploaded. Uh, my camera's about to die too. I just see the battery light come on. Anyways, y'all, if you haven't liked and subscribed, please do. I appreciate every single one of y'all. If you watch, if you're listening to this on Apple Music or Spotify, please give me that five star rating with a good review. I appreciate every single one of y'all. Um, drop some topic. Drop some. I'm always looking for new, you know, new topics and things like that. So drop some topics in the uh, in the comment section and whatnot, so we can get them done. I truly appreciate everybody. Like, subscribe. Mental illness is out. <laughs>